Hello, and how do you do? I welcome you back to another episode of the Random and Ode podcast, the main place where you hear a lunatic's babbling about the complex nature of the overthinking mind. Today, we'll be talking about education, life, and the pursuit of the greater good, as mentioned in the title. Now, without any further ado, let's get into it. I hope you guys are firstly enjoying these episodes, uh, getting another opinion than your own. I definitely know that I need to get more of that in my life. Definitely. I hope you're all doing great. Hope you're all feeling very uh, optimistic or at least more hopeful. That is the quintessential, quintessential experience of a human being. You feel very pessimistic at a point where... You no longer feel that nothing can go right. And you need someone, something, or even changing yourself to see that optimism is required. And if not, you're, uh, you believe in the worst in humanity and you believe that everything in life is useless. And I'm sorry, but uh, life just ain't like that anymore. It, it isn't just one note. It's a symphony of beautiful disasters one after another. Speaking of beautiful disasters, uh, let's talk about education. Ooh, boy. Um, As I am on the pursuit of higher education, I am in college, I find myself kind of sad over the years that I felt that I've gone through middle school and high school and nothing really compares to that of college. I think college is the magnum opus of education, no matter if it's a state college, a city college, or a community college. I feel that in any case, college allows you to express what you truly want to find and find it in a way that is open to learning. Now, not every college is like that. Many colleges is like, come in here, know what you have to do, and then get the fuck out. <laughs> but if it's not that type of college, then I, I do believe that it is possible to enjoy yourself learning. Because as my time as a child, uh, through middle school and high school, I'm still a child, but through my time as a child growing into these these systems of education, a better way to put it, is that there are arbitrary things that you have to do. There are useless rules and regulations and teachings that they put in that if you are a good student, then it's kind of useless towards you. And if you are a mediocre student, it's useless towards you as well. Um, I have been in a schooling system in which it is public, I'm not afraid to say that. Public school is phenomenal if you go to the right ones and you truly desire a good course of free education. Unfortunately, I cannot say public schools surpasses the private schools because just public schools don't receive enough funding and not a lot of people believe in the public school system and... I am one of those people that will say I don't believe in it, 
because there's just so much bad around the environments that public schools are placed that it's difficult not to be distracted. If you go to public school, you kind of have to be an outcast. You kind of have to be a nerd. You kind of have to be a geek. You kind of have to be all these things in order to focus yourself. Find friends that'll accelerate who you are and you accelerate who they are. I'm saying accelerating because you want to fastly and hastily figure out who you are so you know what your purpose is. This is why this connects so much the idea of life and the pursuit of the greater good. In life, you have to find yourself in order to retrieve your purpose and for your purpose to be known to yourself and expose yourself to the happiness that is your life and what is good. Education is the first stepping stone in that direction. Education enthralls the ideas and ideologies of a system of education, learning on your own and educating yourself on what you want to learn, and education on your own life, education on life itself. Education is so important because it envelopes all of what you need to know as a human being, as a toddler, child, adult, and elder. And if you believe in such spirits, spirits can teach you how to feel, how to connect yourself. Why do you think meditation is so powerful? You're connecting yourself to something that's beyond yourself. At least I believe in that. I believe in meditation. Uh, I don't do it often because I find myself regularly failing. And when I, I, I do succeed in meditation, I, I retrieve my higher self, which is a calm state of mind, a less stressful version of myself, and an enjoying or an enjoyment of the present which is phenomenal for people in the modern-day society in urban areas and, hell, even suburban areas. But I believe people who are in urban areas need to meditate more often because, oh boy, the stresses of an urban environment is not fun at all. <laughs> but what can I say? I'm, I'm just a child. I am a mere child in a world full of children who believe they are of higher status because of experience. But... Nevertheless, this tangent is useless. Education, I believe, has to be mainlined. I believe private and public have to become one. Because public schools really have children at a disadvantage when they are young. Because public schools exposes different lifestyles that... In other words, private schools don't expose their children to or their students to. Private schools, at least from my experience, are not very helpful in trying to get other, you know, unfortunate children in. The only type of private-esque schooling that is almost on par or close near a private school is Catholic school or any religious endeavor school. 
so it could be catholic christian um there's even jew jewish school and i have nothing on these schools i am just very uh i have a fear of those schools when i was younger um i was i was exposed to a friend who was in catholic school and he he was just stressed out he was not having a good time he was depressed he had very bad thoughts of ending his own life and i did not want to be in that position because although they, they do strive for greatness there is a different level of greatness you need to pursue when you are younger you can't stress a child to the point in which they are depressed you can't allow a child to feel depressed at such a young age to which unfortunately many of the children in where i live are exposed to that almost every day because of their environment and schooling now this could be different for everybody it's different different and difference in uh perspective i completely you know admire that i do note that but again this is the podcast in which i'm just expressing my opinion the way it is now in this time in this era to which I may do a good thing. I may be saying things in a good way. I may be saying bad things, uh, good things in a bad way. Or I may just be giving my opinion in such a bad way without knowing any extra knowledge that could help my creation of thoughts to be more expressive or more lenient or more whatever. But I, I do believe in that greater truth in which eventually maybe in the 10th episode I'll delve deeper into the philosophies of living life in different ways but yes so far i've noted that education needs to be mainlined education needs to change and become something better because you have actions from public schools that should be done by adults today very woke quote-unquote woke children children are forming these after-school activities or walkouts and schools are accepting that and that's absolutely phenomenal you are giving away a day or two or a couple of days to a to a idea that you believe in and this was most noted when uh schools were doing walkouts or uh walk-ins or something something i forgot of that sorts but they were doing a walkout because of gun control because there was another school shooting in florida a child shot up a school i i i don't know what to say that at, you know i, I don't know what to say when a 12 through 17 year old can take another life so easily and for what reason for a mental disorder a societal neglect I do understand that sometimes people don't treat enough, people don't care about other people sometimes, even children, children are fucking horrible, 
but it doesn't garner the idea of taking another life. Life is as short as it is already. A century, 100 years, is not enough time for a human life. Now, yes, if it was greater than 100 years, life would be proving to be difficult and meaningless, but think about it. You're cutting 100 years, 100 potential years of a human being down to a decade and a half, a decade, almost two decades, 10 to 15 to 20 years beginning a life of uncertainty, of not knowing where they'll go, what they're going to do, how they're going to live, why they'll live. You're taking that away because you believed that your emotions, your thoughts, and your struggle was more important than others. There are many other unfortunate people out there in the world. Now, I'm not going to downplay the need for emotional, mental, and physical struggle. It's what we need to become better human beings. But sometimes, once in a while, you have to put in perspective that there are people worse off. There are people that are literally starving, that are dying, that don't go to school, that go straight from the womb into something that is resembling of work, or that is work. There are many unfortunate people in this world that can't live past a certain age because they can't handle what life is. They're exposed to life too early. They aren't given the necessary information to cope and handle what life is. And if they are given that, it's probably one of the worst things that they're given. Alcohol. Nicotine. Coping devices that are for adults that have the better reasoning that they could see. Wait, this affects me in a negative manner. I could die because of this. I'm killing myself because of this. You're giving this to a child and you're expecting them to cope with life as good as a, a, an adult can. It's hard for me to say any great things about our society. So we live in a society. It's a minor joke, but just to get me out of the serious mindset. Education and life have to be intertwined in a way where you aren't defined by a number. You aren't defined by a letter. That your grade doesn't make who you are. Your grade only shows a part of who you are. And that grade could be easily manipulated. People can cheat and reach a grade that they don't deserve because they're using other people. Now, that's a possibility. You know, there could be people who study their ass off and deserve that grade. There are people that study together and believe what they're doing is correct, in which they are. 
they're studying they're using their intellect and intelligence in a manner in which is useful and they're problem solving but there are people that play the system because they recognize the system is flawed it is severely flawed this is for public schools the public schooling is severely flawed and for the people who work in it they know it's flawed they know that the children that go through here that don't have the most potential can't develop any potential because they aren't exposed to the things that they need to be exposed to schools don't have that budget to expose them to whatever they need to be exposed to musicians i believe that art is on the same level of science technology and math i believe that it deserves a degree of respect because without art, you wouldn't have Steve Jobs trying to build products for artists. The iPod, the iPad, the iPhone were all built with the creative minds thought of. They were all built because we all have a creative side that we neglect and we believe that an honorable pursuit, of course, is good. An honorable pursuit of being a doctor, being a nurse, being a veterinarian, being a lawyer, doing mathematics, figuring out equations and coding. Of course, these are wonderful pursuits, and I'm not giving any shit to them. Because they are honestly difficult. And for the people who are pushing themselves, because they believe what they're doing and what, where they will be, is in a better position and they will have a degree of respect that they honestly do deserve. But these people eventually start feeling empty when they realize that the job they signed up for isn't what they wanted. That their creative side is being neglected. This is what happens when dreams die. When education and life isn't working and coinciding to create a higher being, a higher, a better version of a human being. Now, there isn't a simple answer to say, hey, this is how you fix the schooling system. This is how you fix your life. There isn't an easy answer. It's completely, it's completely personal. But there should be tools. There should be places you can go to to understand and build the ideas that you have for yourself in a greater way and acceptance validation i feel that artists are the most depressed people because when you are depressed you feel the gambit of emotions you feel everything you need to feel to create your art and of course, you could also be an artist and not feel anything. That's an art within its own. But these artists, sometimes they don't have validation. Sometimes they don't realize that their work that they create is absolutely beautiful. I've met countless of people ranging from children to adults that have beautiful creative minds and they neglect it i met this person this wonderful 
lady, she knew how to draw in a manner that told the story and it told the story in such a great way that you felt an emotion from it, which all great artists do. And she just drew and drew and drew on her own time. You know, when there would be breaks in the class or when there would be an after, uh, before class, uh, she would be early. And after class, if she felt that her drawing was in need of extra working, she would just sit after and draw. Her drawings were beautiful. They were gorgeous. And I complimented her. And she said, no, I don't, I don't think they are. This is pretty shit compared to what I can do. What can you do? She showed me the wonderful works that she's did. But she finds a flaw in all of them. And it's because artists are perfectionists. That validation that they receive is useless in light of what their potential ability is later on. Perfection is a horrible paradox because perfection doesn't exist, but the pursuit of perfection is to get close to what it is to mean perfection. If we did not have perfectionists in the world, we would not have safe and sound architectures. Yes, architects, architectures, people who do agriculture. People who are on the pursuit of perfection do deserve respect. But there is one thing about perfection that is a double, well, I think the saying is a double blade or dual-sided sword, something like that. Perfection is a great tool, or perfectionism, or to be a perfectionist. It's a great tool to propel yourself an ambitious person or... A very open-minded person to become a better version of themselves but the reason why I say it's a double-bladed or dual-sided sword is because of what perfection does if the idea of perfection exists in your vocabulary and your mind nothing in life will be satisfactory Every square, every rectangle, every circle, every shape, color, and size you see in your life will never be as you want it to be. Because perfection is subjective, as many ideas are in life. Your perfection is different from a woman's per perfection, a man's perfection. Any other gender's per perfection. It is different from the 1800s definition of perfection. Because perfection changes. And in the pursuit of the greater good, perfection is horrible. Perfection makes you insecure. Perfection stops you from exposing yourself to other opportunities that in other ways could have helped you become a better human being faster. Perfection ultimately destroys 
the good parts of yourself to absorb worse parts of yourself. And you won't notice it because those worst parts of yourself are accepted in society. And they love it. They yearn for it. And when I say they, the people who live in society. I will use an example of a perfectionist artist. Because music has to be perfect, right? If you miss a note, it doesn't feel uniform unless you like that and it's a separate genre unless you like the idea of jazz and scatting or unless you like pop where it's all uniform and it's the same thing given to you every single time music is the same thing given to you every single time if you don't notice that it's just told in different ways to make you feel different things. And that's why we like music, because it's like this one thing I heard before, but it's told in a different way. It's like stories. It's this one idea, this one narrative, this one theme that I heard once before, but I've never heard it like this. And the example I will give you is... Katy Perry. Katy Perry went on the scene around 2009, at least that's what I know of. And the idea of sex sells kind of played in her favor. She's a very attractive woman. She is a very popular artist, and she's, she has created a handful of songs that are enjoyable to listen to, to whoever you are. Different variations of her singing, of her music that you could like to each their own. But let's say one day Katy, Katy Perry doesn't really like the music she's making anymore. She feels that it isn't really what she wants to become as an artist. This pop idea of sex, drugs more sex, materialistic ideals, gets boring. You can no longer make good music out of. Because that's what gets you money at the end of the day. Sex, drugs, money, materialistic ideals. Who doesn't like hearing about driving a Lamborghini down an empty, uh, an empty highway? Yes, a hallway. An empty highway. With no one but you being the greatest of all time. It appeals to the person's ideal version of themselves. When they realize that ideal version of themselves is the worst. Because they haven't cultivated what is good about themselves. They haven't learned what is bad about themselves. Good music makes you think. Bad music Makes you want to dance. Makes you want to do things that you otherwise wouldn't want to do. Now, this is a thought form. I'm not going to say that the music that everybody listens to is bad. It's, all music is enjoyable. But this is an idea that's just come on for such a long time. 
You have music from the 1940s. Frank Sinatra. They're all love songs. The Beatles. They're all love songs. Metal. They are all love songs. And the heart of every music that you listen to, it is all love. Love, 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 and the different areas that love affects. Pop is the love of materialistic, socially acceptable ideas, materialistic things, and the advances of the sexual nature and the high libido that many people have nowadays in regards to also men. That's why I stated before, bad music makes you do what you don't want to do. Bad music makes you act on the side that you feel shouldn't take over. Now, what is bad music? What is good music? What is anything? It's all different. But it's an idea. It's a school of thought that you could pay some mind to. And again, the whole reason why I do this podcast is to play devil's advocate to everything, to my own even opinions. Because I could say, you know what? I think pop music is phenomenal. It gives everybody a way to talk to each other if they wanted to talk to each other. Look up from their screens and give another human being a chance and look them in the eyes. But I just can't sit here and lie. Because that's not the truth that I believe in. I believe that pop is the easiest form of music to make. Besides rap. For rap, you need a very... Well, this no longer exists. But in my ideology of rap, you need a phenomenal lyricist. And a great beat. And that's it. But now it's just devolved into a malnurtured pop fest. Because all I hear is the triplets. The one, two, three, three. One, two, three, three. Do, 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 one, two, three, three. One, two, three, three. Do, 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 one, two, three, three. All right. I might have just shot myself in the foot. For all the people who actually know about what music is. <laughs> One, two, three, three. Uh, it's, a, it's a four beat, but you're playing three beats in succession to hear a do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Or bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. It's different ways to say different beats, but um, a triplet is playing three notes in succession during either the first beat and the third beat or the second and the fourth beat or throughout the first and the second beat third and fourth beat depending depending on how the song uses it but the modern day like rap because rap has gone very poppy now uh you always hear just this main theme of I haven't listened to trap in a while because rap has just become trap and trap has become pop. Um, I completely forgot how the beat goes, but yeah, I don't know why that comes into my mind. Using 808s just to make the same sounding music. 
Unfortunately, this has also went into Spanish pop music. Spanish trap. You have people like Bad Bunny playing off of that. Nicky Jams. J Balvin. For me, it feels unexpired. Uninspired and... It's not entertaining. And yes, music is the same thing as I mentioned before. It's repeating the same thing that everyone else before has done, but in a different way. Fuck it. Pretty much all Metallica songs are the same variation of themselves, just told in a different way. But that's how you master music. These are people that are playing an instrument and understand that it's just the same thing, just in different octaves. It's the alphabet cut off to an extent that it repeats itself after that. A, B, C, D, E, F, G with sharps and flats. And it repeats itself for how many ever times you want to repeat. Now, before we get more complicated, uh, let's move on to the pursuit of the greater good. But I will end off on this note. If you like pop, I strongly encourage you to listen to more music. Explore your tastes. See what you like and why you like it. If you like trap, you like a beat. You like beats. You like something that'll make you move yourself. I recommend listen, listening to reggae. Listen to ska. Listen to something that has a good beat that'll make you want to dance. Listen to Spanish music. If you really like beats, listen to Spanish music. Because Spanish music has African roots. And if you want to further explore, listen to Santana. Santana's phenomenal. But we're not at the end of the episode yet. So, bear with me, because I will get more recommendations are on. But moving on from this whew, long and arduous <laughs> talk about music. The pursuit of the greater good. Your pursuit could be different from that of a doctor. Your pursuit can be that of a homeless person that saves their money that they earn and gives it to another idea. Maybe an adoption center or cancer research and that's what you believe is the greater good that i'm sacrificing my hard-earned money for this idea that i believe in that it deserves in it that it deserves belief in it the pursuit of greater good is another challenging topic to talk about because it does play a factor into education and life but it is not the main factor the greater good is also different, difficult to describe. What is the greater good? What is good overall? This goes into ethics. There's this famous, famous uh, situation, I think a situational theory or scenario theory, I completely forgot, but I was exposed to it in middle school. Um... This person told me that 
here's the situation. What would you do in this situation? There is a rail cart, like the ones that you can find in Los Angeles, going down its line. And on one end is five people stuck to the rain, uh, the, uh, the rail cart tracks. And on the other is a child about to walk into the rail cart. And you're on a bridge or you're on the side and you see the handle. Do you save the four people that have been sequestered on their rail? Or do you save the kid that's about to be hit? What do you do? Now I told myself in the moment, well, there has to be another way out. There has to be a situation in which I could save both. And of course, the person who told me this said, there is that school of thought as well, but you can't do anything. It is either A or B. Do you save the child or the four people who have been tied to the rail track? And I started breaking it down. These four people, I questioned about them. Are they old people? Are they adults? Are they other, you know, like, are they teens? Are they children too? Are they adolescents? They said, well, they're adults. Okay. And this child, can I yell at him? Like, can I tell him, get away from the track so I can pull the lever in his direction and he won't get hit? And he said, you could do that. I said, well, that is my choice. Yell at the child and pull the lever towards the child's direction and save both of them. And I said, well, good job. This is this such and such theory or such and such scenario thing that goes with this type of personality. I'm like, okay, cool. But what if you couldn't do that? What if you had to choose a child's life over four adult lives? What would you do? Who am I to say that one life is deserving to be taken away of than for others? It becomes complicated. And what is the greater good in that situation? Well, again, there are two camps. Take away the life of a child... In return, you save four people, but you live with that death. Then again, you could take away the life of four people and save a child. But you live with four extra lives. So what do you do? There's no way you can win. There is no greater good unless your belief of the greater good is something different. Now, I question that to all who's listening to this podcast. What would you do in that situation? Would you say what I said? Would you save the four people or would you save the child? That's all up to you. But it shows how difficult the pursuit of the greater good could be. You can help an old person cross the street, but in the meantime, a little child got loose from their mother and they got hit by a car. If you weren't helping the older person cross the street, you could have saved the child. 
but in the meantime, you thought that the greater good was helping an older person that would have taken a longer time to cross the street, potentially cause a crash. What's the greater good at that point? You could have saved a life, but you also could have done nothing. The greater good is such a tricky, tricky thing. It is a slippery slope that could lead to, hey, this is what you're saying the greater good is, but there is so many flaws in what you're saying. Such, such an interesting idea the greater good is. The pursuit of the greater good should be that in which you harm no one. You do not harm people physically but unfortunately if you do harm them mentally or emotionally you can't do anything about that because all that is based off of who the person is the greater good is being able to say at the end of the day i have managed to do something to better someone else's life my life or my family's life or another family's life or an animal's life I've given hope to children in need, or I've given hope to children who has lost faith. The greater good can be many different things in many different scenarios, but as long as you believe that you are doing good in life, that you believe that there is something that can be projected, that can be followed, but not closely followed, or else you have other people dividing themselves into ideas and thoughts that they believe in is more important, and that projects the greater good in a better fashion then that's different (laughs) it's not good it's dangerous you ultimately created an organized religion and the greater good could also be like a tormented mind could say you could say that hitler could have said that everything he's done was in the greater good that a, genoc- a genocide is completely justified because we are in the absolute position where there is overpopulation. And you know what? That's justified. Now, in my case, I don't believe that. Genocide is never, ever justified. You are taking millions, thousands, millions, and hundreds of millions lives. Just because that you believe the greater good was taking them away. I don't believe that. But that's playing devil's advocate. That's saying that his greater good was an example of how the greater good could be twisted and (laughs) demented. Remember, no one is a villain in their own story. They're always the hero. Follow what you really believe in. If it harms no one, and if it doesn't harm yourself. Because the greater good could also call upon the idea that a sacrifice of self is required. Because another example of what I said before of that situational theory or whatever it is. Is that you could pick up the child and you can try to rescue three, four, or are four of the adults. And sacrifice yourself. That could also be a solution. 
self-sacrifice or sacrificing another person. It is all dependent on what you believe is good. And I hope someone taught you what good really means. <laughs> so you don't end up being the second Hitler or whatever. <laughs> but yes, try to do good. Try to follow a beautiful pursuit that you believe will lead you to the greater good that will help you to achieve that greater good. Expose yourself to different schools of thought, to different perspectives, to different experiences, to different people. And for the people who are too evil or are too annoying or too not good, <laughs> to put it nicely, if you meet those people, think that you've met them so you know who not to meet. Educate yourself and educate others, not in a forceful way, but in a way that you are respecting what they know and their intelligence, because I am also at fault at this. I have a know-it-all complex. I feel like I need to know everything, but it's because at one point I knew nothing. I could never talk. I could never speak my mind or have my own opinion because I followed someone else. And... I fucked myself over. But ever since then, I have to also recognize that I don't know everything. And I will never know everything. But I will know enough of maybe what I need to know. And I'm okay with that. Live, laugh, love. I hope you all have a good morning, evening, afternoon, and night. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, for the recommendations part. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened to Metallica, listen to Metallica. Please, listen to everything, all of it, please. It's worth it. I'm joking. My recommendation for Metallica is one. O-N-E, one by Metallica. Fade to Black by Metallica. To Live Is To Die by Metallica. Beautiful songs. And if you feel adventurous, adventure more in their songs. They're glorious, glorious songs. They're beautiful. They are well made and they are phenomenal in what they do. They make you feel so many beautiful things. So many beautiful things. And of course, Unforgiven, uh, Enter Sandman if you want those as well. But it's up to you. Uh, Childish Gambino. If you like rap, I recommend 3005, Sober, and Sweatpants. Really the peak of his um, rapping uh, talent. If you want more soul and R&B feel, listen to the Awaken My Love album. Phenomenal album. I love it. Almost all the songs are great. Some feel like filler, but hey. Sometimes we need a little bit of filler in our lives. Uh, on the side, I recommend Them Changes by Thundercat. Really beautiful bass. If you love bass, listen to that song. Great. And one last recommendation. I'm going to throw it out there. Muse. Listen to any song by Muse. M-U-S-E. Muse. I fell in love with them through Plugin' Baby on their album Origin of Symmetry. Phenomenal album. 
Now, for movies. If you have not seen Uncut Gems, I will tell you, give it a chance. Give it a chance. Um, one of my siblings did not like it because they said that it felt too hectic and unorganized, but I feel that it works in their favor, in the movie's favor. It does a phenomenal job of what it means to live as a New Yorker, how crazy and hectic everything could be, and sometimes how bullshit life is. Does a great job. Adam Sandler, honestly, a wonderful role. Beautiful. Phenomenal. Another movie I recommend is Fun with Dick and Jane and Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Both movies show kind of what we talked about here today. Education, life, and the pursuit of the greater good. Jim Carrey has always done good in trying to teach you a lesson. Not like a father, like, I'm going to teach you a lesson, young man. But teaching you a lesson in, hey, this is where you are in life. If it gets worse, here's how you can make it better. Or here's an idea that you could believe in to a certain degree. And it just shows like to an extreme. Fun with Dick and Jane. It's a little bit more of like a get loose type of thing. You know, this is ridiculous. It's so funny. Which, of course, a lot of Jim Carrey movies are. Uh, yes, Man is a beautiful movie. I recommend all to see it. I don't want to spoil it. But say yes, man. Just say yes. <laughs> and besides that i think that is all there's nothing else that's coming to mind yep that's all all right well i hope you guys enjoyed this please love yourselves have different perspectives i will see you all in the next episode Bye bye